Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. I feel like my voice is slightly deeper right now. I don't know. Am I imagining that? You sound kind of sexy. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Well, I'm joined by my co-host um, and future lover, Kevin Anderson. You've already uh, called it. I may as well just And um, my assistant and guy who watches us fuck, Thomas Taffa. Excuse me? Um, it was in don't... the contract. You didn't read it. Yeah. It's on Sorry. you. You oh. wanted to be in showbiz so bad, right? Right, this is Mr. Weinstein. Oh. Calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, we got the holiday special coming up. Like we're almost at the end of season four. I always of it's the Kid Michael Show. Fast those, like it's mm-hmm. Halloween, and then immediately the holiday special. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just Halloween. If one of you motherfuckers suggests watching all the Christmas specials for the no. Simpsons, I'm killing you both. I'm thinking. <sighs> I'm thinking we make it Life Day themed, and we watch. The holiday special for Star Wars. I'm down. Oh, I've never no. seen <laughs> I don't know what else you would do for a Life Day episode other than watch the holiday special, but there's got to be stuff, right? Like I'm Googling Life Day in Star Wars media. <laughs> well, oh, let, let, let's not do this yet because we, we need some surprises for the episode. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Getting ideas. Anyway, that's coming up. And then, you know. Well, I've had no major guests for an entire season, which is fine. This was our this was our flop season. We're allowed one, and we've had four. No, um, community had one. Yeah, no, that's true. And it was season four, wasn't it? Yeah. That's season great. four is where it gets rough. You know, you run out of ideas. Well, that's when they fired Dan Harmon. Yeah, um, is it, out of ideas. <laughs> is it usually one season, and then if they have another bad season with anything, it's it's just a bad show after that. No, I I don't really. Because then you would, because then The Simpsons would be a bad show, and it's not. Even if most of it's been bad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what percentage no of a show has to be good for it to be considered a good show? That I think a good, a, a good. Okay, here's what it is. I think a good show, um, a, a show that gets good, will never be as good as a show that gets bad. Yeah. Yeah, because if you start off on a high note, people will keep watching under the guise uh-huh. of it. Maybe it'll get back to that. If you start off bad, people are just never going to tune in. Yeah. Though, I guess there is even a limit to that because The Walking Dead is remembered as a bad show. And that started great. There is a limit because they had, what? what is it now, like 11 bad seasons in a row or something like that? I don't know how many seasons of Walking Dead there were. I was just thinking, uh, I just bought... So, Kevin, the, um, not the other day, it's been a long time uh kevin was like yo someone died in my in my apartment building uh here's their comics oh yeah so he gave me a bunch of these like giant they're called uh dc comics presents i think yeah they're like big um collections of comics but they're all in black and white and from like the 70s or like the 60s i think yeah i just bought like five more of them okay off of mercari because they're so they were so fucking cheap and i bought them in a bulk deal um and i'm gonna i've been looking at um, Marvel has this new line called the Mighty Marvel Masterworks. Not to be confused with Marvel Masterworks. And I forget where I heard this, but someone said that they think the so what they are is like they're selling you know Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men, and Daredevil and Avengers books and all that shit from Volume One. Like they're doing the original comics, and then they're just going to keep going. Um, and they're they're kind of smaller than the, the DC ones we were ju- just talking about physically but they're in color uh and like they're better quality prints and i forget 
where I heard this, but someone said that they think the reason they exist is because Marvel wants a bookstore equivalent, so like Barnes and Noble type thing of competing with manga. Like you mean they want to open their own brick and mortar store, so they just want No, like, they want large, like like if you're going to a Barnes and Noble large books yeah. in comic books. Well, not not large books, but the, they want the the size of the book and the price point as well as the fact that it starts from the beginning because you can go into a Barnes and Noble and be like I will pick up the first thing in this manga and it won't cost me that much. You can't do that for a comic book. Typically, and so that's what these are for. Um, so hopefully, I'm gonna start collecting these too because they're really cheap. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I, I, I was I was looking at the Walking Dead compendiums because it it is weird that I have a comic book collection and no Walking Dead stuff. You know, I want to cover all the essentials. Like was I have Walking Dead that popular before. The Walking TV Dead show? was fucking huge. I was just curious. I didn't. I don't pay attention uh, to that kind of stuff. If you look at the prices of that shit, I just found out, by the way, that I have a valuable comic. Um, it's not graded, so I don't know how valuable it would be. But I saw. Actually, let's look. Uh, how do I check how much graded comics have sold for? Actually, Tom, no you idea. looked this up. Yeah, I have no Ooh. idea. I want to know, Tom, how much Moon Knight issue one has sold for at at least. Or at yeah at, at like a five at a grade of a five so like a mid kind of bad grade because I don't like I don't think my issue is in good condition so I want to see like if it's the worst case scenario how much is that worth um and keep in mind I I, I paid a dollar for it I bought it on uh, Union Square from a guy great guy I still I've seen him more than once was a guy near where I live doing that too I'm, I'm never okay. buying a comic off the street though why. They're just don't trust definitely them. fake. Well, no, they're not fake. They're just not worth totally. anything. Dollar comics are never fake. They are just not worth anything, both because they are issues that at the time no one cares about, and also, um, like a little brittle. Like they're not great condition. But dollar comics is and like, also probably stolen. I almost exclusively buy dollar books. Michael is supporting theft. It's not theft. They're they're old books. Nah, nah, dude. You got like. I was just having this discussion with a, with a former co-host a Adam Ali because and this shows the difference in our collecting mentality because I think uh, I'm putting words in your mouth so you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong. I think part of where you're coming from is uh collecting as as a as a value prospect no, which I don't subscribe no, to. No, part of where I'm coming from is I don't trust anyone who sets fucking shit up near the street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm com- where I'm coming from is being in New York. Uh, he here. does conventions too that guy. So like they just talk- they just, just also do it. It's not in the street. When I say Union Square, I mean the square, like where there are vendors. No, I'm still not trusting that. Okay, so I didn't find Moon Knight uh, issue one at like grade five, but I found it at grade nine. Well, that doesn't help me, but go ahead. It's uh, about like $70. $70? Oh, whoops. Yeah. Well, you know what? And it's sold? No. No. Okay. Tom does not know how to do this. Uh, fair, getting sold on eBay is a pain in the ass nowadays. Well, does the grading websites show how much they've sold for? They do, but they're usually wrong. What's the big... <laughs> well, humor me. I don't the... know how to do this with comics. I know how to do this with Pokemon. I know how to do this with Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, it's the same company, right? Yes, but they all use... I mean, yeah, but you're not going to use a website called TCG mm-hmm. Player for Moon Knight. I'm talking to a work. lot of people, by the way, who are saying... like, And I like to think that, that I started it because I got that job very briefly. Um, 
but there's just a wave of Pokemon card craze among people our age. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just really. And it's all easy. because I got that job, you know. Yeah. Everyone it definitely was not word of Paul. mouth. Um, well, I mean, in fairness, I was. It was Logan Paul, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry about a little bit. I was also collecting uh, cards of my favorite Pokemon before. Yeah, this all... but it's. Um, I gotta be careful I talk because I'm talking about Kevin's livelihood, but um, it is a there's a gambling aspect to the way it exists now in the cultural zeitgeist, you know? Yeah, like that's like that's the comeback it's made. Gambling, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. But like, I mean that like that's the part of it that has made a comeback. Like, I'm, I'm sure Logan Paul was opening Pokemon cards because he was like, "These are worth a fuck ton of money," and I don't think you'd disagree with me because you guys mainly what you do, Kevin, is um, when you advertise something as valuable, it's it's an older card. Can, can not I say? But t- typically, more often I mean, than not, correct? That that more often yeah. than not, an older card is more valuable. Yeah. Okay. So on that, but uh, my point was that. Um, I find, I think you can agree with me on this, that in any collector market, the worst thing that can happen for the value of a modern collectible is everyone buying it. Yes. I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean, even if you want to go back to comic books, wait one sec, let me see if I can pull it out of my drawer. Uh, yeah, the big example is if you, if you want to just see my point in action, um, look up the Phantom Menace toys. Well, that was so. This has happened multiple times, uh, predominantly with sports cards, mm-hmm. but um, with action figures, comic books, trading yeah. cards, it happens in everything. There is a where, cycle. Oh, sorry. You, no. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm basically going to make the same point. There's yeah. a cycle where no one buys it, and then people realize 15 years later, oh, that was actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone buys the new stuff. That's worthless, and it just rinse and repeat forever. I think some of the more valuable, like um, the most valuable cards, are generally from 2004 before. But mm-hmm. there are a lot more decently valuable cards from like 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 sixty to one hundred and ten bucks from like 2007 to 2015. It feels like mm-hmm. at least just in my experience. Yeah. Like, when you see, like, you know, action comics or The Amazing Spider-Man go for a lot of money, and you think, oh, it's um thing you like plus age. That's not what it is. It's um the people of the time. I mean, obviously, popularity is, is half the fight, but the other half is the fact that, let's just use comic books as an example because they're made of paper. Um, kids didn't think to keep it no. that long. That is the those things got reason. ripped up and thrown out and all this shit. Kids put them in, there and that's like... what makes a comic book valuable is because everyone didn't think to preserve it. Yeah. And so once you tell an audience, "Oh, Superman's worth a lot of money," and then they go out and they buy all the comics that are out right now and they preserve it to the best of their ability, they've just killed the value of everything. Yep. If you want to, um, I, I guess I'd call it investment collecting. Mm-hmm. You have to pick stuff that isn't going to be popular now, but you think mm-hmm. will be popular in, you know, 10 years. No, and that's po- impossible. Pokemon does a thing that I feel like could be double-edged, but seems to work for the market now, which is, uh, like, designed scarcity. Um, right? Like, like no. certain cards become valuable... Not, just by I mean, the amount of the, really. how they've been printed. Okay. So the way Pokemon does it is Pokemon has, I think, the best setup for 
both players of the game and collectors. They don't have chase cards. They have chase rarities. Mm-hmm. So you'll have, like, my dog is going nuts outside. Um, You'll have uh, Charizard EX is, I think, the most recent one. Well, you'll have a regular one, which is, like, $12 per copy. A slightly nicer one, which is like twenty-five to thirty dollars a copy, and a much rarer, much nicer one, which is like sixty dollars a copy, give or mm-hmm. take. I don't know; those prices are probably all two months old. But I mean, hey. So the way it works is there is a specific set where you're right. Uh, Evolving Skies, well, two Fusion Strike and Evolving Skies, but that's not because they decided they weren't going to put these cards in the set. It's because people stole them off the production line. Yeah. That's the only real time they've done it. I don't think Pokemon really short prints as much as other card games do. Pokemon, it's not typical for a Pokemon card to be one of, and then like a set number. Because I, I know Magic does that. There, well, yeah, like uh, other card games will have like one of fives. Like, it's mostly a sports but, card. But thing. Pokemon's not a, not, no, not no, I don't think Pokemon that. does that. Pokemon will, will sell for a set Which if they did that, probably help their modern cards, right? I think that would kill the market. They would be crazy valuable, but they would be to the point where they would price out the majority of their Mm -hmm. customers. Yeah, the other the other aspect of any collecting market that can kill it. um, This is actually what killed Star Trek toy collecting was actually really big at one point. Um, And this is, uh, this is like a like like one of those empires always fall type things. And it's true if you think about it. As it can happen just by virtue of something being successful. So if a toy line goes on for so long, um, or in the case of Star Trek toys, it was um, they started making rare figures. You know, like oh, this is only exclusive to this retailer. Yeah, you can only get this from a mailing thing. And the problem becomes that there are people who collect because they are completionists. And if you if you increasingly introduce rare collectibles you are promising the completionist that they can never finish the collection. And when you do that, they want out. Yeah, they will just completely abandon you. And there's also the aspect, specifically in card games, like like actually trading card games, playable card games, mm-hmm. in that like people may need that shit. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be the funniest fucking thing ever if the one of one, one ring was like the most broken card ever printed. Yeah. And whoever pulled it would just win every tournament forever. But... <sighs> You're the wrong person to ask because you don't play Magic. Yeah. But I kind of assumed that Lord of the uh, the crossover cards were only allowed in crossover matches. What do you mean? Like you could only Like I don't no think idea. you can play a regular Magic. T- uh I don't know if you can look that up, Tom, if there's well, if that's even possible, but like oh can God, you I use crossover so Magic cards in 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 like are those banned from Magic tournaments? That's what I want to know. Or if you have to be playing, like, like if you have the Lord of the Rings cards, if you have to be playing Lord of the Rings Magic matches to I use them. But I don't think so. Ma- Magic also has multiple formats. They have mm-hmm. modern... Yeah. Le- well, I think it's called, what is it, Modern Legacy and Commander, I think, where in Legacy and Commander you can use every card ever printed, mm-hmm. except for a set number of, like, just way too powerful ones that they have gotten rid of. And in Modern you can only use whatever the most recent uh, rotation is. Pokemon does something similar, and I don't think many people play Modern... I think it's a lot more fun to have the full totality of the um of like the card game so you can do fun mm-hmm. stuff. Anyway, um this is purely a personal philosophy thing, but I always recommend to people if they want to get into collectible markets or they want to start a collection of something, I'm like do it 
for what gives you a good like like if if you like a card buy it or you like a figure buy it do not think about the investment because you're never it's never going to pay Mm -hmm. out the way you want it to because and and you can you can become like a whale in that like you can really get fucked over financially not not you won't necessarily do that but that, that can happen if you go hardcore into that mentality you know it's more of like um, a happy coincidence that you made profit or broke even. Yeah. Or sometimes, like like generally speaking, if you were to t- tally up every collector who's ever done it, they're not going to have broken even. I mean, I think there is merit to someone who wants to purchase something with essentially a guarantee that it will at least retain its value. So that's sealed product. If you ever want to yeah. do that, buy boxes. And don't open no, but that's not even that. Even that's not a guarantee. But my point it, is it that, is. Like, like, no pop figures. No, I no, no one gives a shit. fuck pop figures. That's my no, point. No. That's my point, though. Is booster that box. it's not a guarantee. Booster boxes, trading card game, booster boxes. I'm not talking about trading cards, though. I'm talking no, about everything. I'm giving financial advice. Yeah, we all <laughs> we both are. But I'm saying that well, we have to legally say that we are not actually giving yeah. financial advice. <laughs> okay. I just I just got caught up no in the, circumstances. I just got caught up in Kevin be, saying that. I'm not actually no, no, no. <laughs> I was joking but like this is something we legally have to do. We yeah, are we not don't financial analysts. None, none of us know what we're talking about. We are talking fully out of our ass. Though to be fair, it you're and again like, we're no, not financial no, analysts. No, no, we're no, not no, financial that's analysts. Not to be fair this but is, <laughs> but you, you're less likely to get in trouble giving financial advice if it's reserved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we were saying go all out, then like we'd m- more likely to be in trouble than to be like don't go all out, right? Am I crazy? No, we're not going to get in trouble for multiple reasons. But I think the reasoning behind that is because there's a lot of people, specifically on like TikTok. What's the like, main reason? I know it. I just want to hear you say it. What? What's the main reason we're not going to get in trouble? I I, I just want to hear you say it. Because no one listens to this fucking show. Cut out. There we go. Like, there we go. <laughs> I don't know why um, Michael wanted me to say the the quiet part out loud. But no, I, I just wanted to hear you say it. Um, please, please, if you are listening to this, please report us to the FCC. The FTC. Yeah. Or whatever it is. <laughs> to the. Uh, I think it's it? the OPP. One Police Plaza. No, um, other people's pussy. Isn't that what that stands for? Yeah, you down with OPP? Yeah, you know. Am I allowed to sing on this? I forget. No. Um. No, I mean you're allowed to, but please don't. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know that song? OPP? I'm, no. Tom, you don't know OPP? No, I do not. If if you guys both look it up right after, you're both gonna know what it is. It's a, it's a classic hip hop song. Okay. Who sings it? OPP. Have you ever looked at me, Michael? It's by a the way. Song by Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature, that's it. You know what OPP? Uh anyway. I was going to ask Tom to look this up uh, based on my description. I don't know if it's going to work, but I wanted to shout out uh, because when I was in high school, I was in a program where I got to go to a bunch of different art museums throughout the city and um, just like kind of look behind the curtain. Um, And one of them, and I can't remember the name of it, which is why I'm hoping Tom can find it. The whole museum's uh, mission was... The way I would describe it is um, worthless future artifacts. Damn it. So the way, what I mean by that is like, they would go out of their way to find something you would throw out today, right? So like, 
like a coupon or like a kid's birthday plate set, you know? Because as they've done that over time and they've upped their archive of these items, they become the only people to display them. You know what I mean? Vaguely. Yeah. Like ba basically they're waiting it out. They're collecting stuff now that is worthless and waiting for it to be because okay. Well, I always thought the, the philosophy is like uh in a traditional um historical museum, you'll have like spoons and plates and shit from ancient civilizations, and that follows the same niche. I figured the idea was like um one of the number one ways we can learn about ancient societies is generally wherever they dumped their garbage. Because mm -hmm. like if you're digging through pretty much anywhere in Italy, you'll find like a, a Roman trash can essentially. And you're like, oh cool, they ate this. This and is they not financial that. advice. <laughs> <laughs> We, just, uh, you know, we need a fourth guy in here just saying that over and over again. And he's got to have a really cool, deep voice. Yeah. The closest thing I can A black find guy. We need a black guy. I'm just going to say it. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes, what were you saying? The closest thing I could find was the New York City Museum of Failure, but it's just about retail objects that flop. I think that's it. I'll post the article. Wait, is that it? No. It... No, that, I don't think that's it. It's probably not around anymore, if I'm being honest. Usually museums will be around for a set amount of time and either move or close. It could have been the Museum of Failure. Uh, should I just post it in case? You can you yeah. can post it, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Museum of Failure. I don't think it's what you're talking about, but that's an option. Where is this? Easy squirt ketchup. Easy squirt ketchup. Easy squirt ketchup. Oh, that's in DC. Of course it's not. Okay. New York. Allow ads on the New York Post. New York <laughs> Museum no. of Useless Stuff. No, it's no I, I don't even know how you would Google that, to be honest. Yeah, that's New, the thing. It's kind New of York part of the angle. Art Museum list. But, um, stuff like that is cool, but within reason our our whole point is more collect stuff you like looking at mm -hmm. yeah Even, and, and because that's when you find the valuable stuff that you will actually like i've got 150 dollars worth of pokemon slabs that isn't a lot of money but it's three really nice things that i like looking at yep i bought a hundred dollars worth of fucking celebrations yesterday exclusively to get my boy fat pikachu in a very large statue where's south street seaport Manhattan. Uh, it is? Manhattan? I think so. So maybe this is it. South Street Seaport Museum. Oh, it's a maritime museum. Oh, well. Okay. Oh, that's a really cool museum, too. Don't they have, like, a fucking big-ass, like, uh, like, a wooden ship in front of it, too? I don't know. I've never been. I'm pretty sure you would, if you saw it, you would notice. I've never been to the American Indian Museum, either. statue is chipped, you motherfucker. Uh, what sorry. happened? My statue of Big Pikachu is chipped. You just bought it? Yeah. yeah, fresh out the box. It's not the guy who sold it to me's fault. Mm -hmm. It's Nintendo's terrible quality control. Um, there's a lot of really cool museums in upstate New York if you ever want to make the the trip. Uh, the only issue is a lot of them are um, outdoor modern art museums, and that's garbage. It's very um, hard to go to somewhere where there's no cool museum. I feel you would be surprised, but yeah, I get your point. There's always something neat to see, no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. But um. Large chunks of upstate New York are just large open fields with, um, like modern art and, uh, like just basically plopped in them. And they're, uh, neat to drive by, but walking through them is hell on earth. Mm -hmm. 
Um. Anyway, we. Natural history museum. This is like a we're cl- we're gearing up to Black Friday. Yeah. Um, and so, I, s- I had Tom pull this up. It's in the the chat if you want to look at it, and then into the in the podcast chat. Um, because if there's if there's one thing we are as as twenty five, twenty six, whatever year old men, it is out of touch with the youth. Yes. I was curious what the t- the the biggest toys of this holiday season are. So this is a New York Post article, and it's from September. Okay. Um, oh, it's written by Victoria Giardina, sure. uh, and it's called Shop the Hottest Christmas Toys for 2023 Holidays, Experts mm-hmm. Top 40 Pick. Okay. So I thought I'd just look through them. Some of these are going to be boring. It's going to be like truck, you know what I mean? But I, I wanted to see – I want to know what the kids are playing with. Um, Some of the, wait, what the fuck? So – the first one that comes up is Grogu, like a plush yeah. of Grogu from Star Wars. That makes Fair sense. Enough. The second one, and this made me sad, that number two is a Roblox gift card. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, like, the more things change. Uh, let's see, Legos, Pokemon Battle Academy, what's this? Just rapidly scrolling through this, they ran out of ideas about halfway through this list. Well, do you know what this is, this Battle Academy thing? Because it looks like it uses Pokemon cards. It's probably a way to get into the learning how to play the the game itself. All right, look it up for me though, Tom. Look up Pokemon Battle Academy two. Two more games with everything you need for two players to enjoy, including guides. Yeah, it's just two decks. Okay. Yeah. Fisher Price, Baby and Toddler, DJ Bouncing Beats. Also, are these descending one? order? I don't I, think so. I, I also wanted to say Lego still top, being one of the hottest toys of 2023 is Paw Patrol backpack. Well, I guess one it has the, stuff that comes in. One it. of the hottest toys of 2023 is a Nintendo 64? What? Huh? Where? No, you read the title of this gift correctly. We're showcasing oh the hottest toys God. for 2023, but the 90s popular Nintendo 64 is making a comeback. Quote, we expect the Y2K nostalgia trend to continue as we find that the majority of Gen Z and millennials say they feel nostalgic for media from their past. Who's beer? It says beer highlights. Who's beer? Oh, it's probably the person they talked to you about. Yeah, but his name is Beer? I guess so. That's awesome. I'll listen yeah. to whatever he says. Yeah, that guy's right. Fuck it. Nintendo um, 64 is back. No, but like, okay, but this is not, this is just, this isn't just for kids. This is for everybody. Well, it says kids, doesn't it? No. Oh. The, the MetaQuest 2 is here. Yeah, like, that's the point. Like, this article makes no fucking sense, because who is using this to both buy for, like, cousin steve who's 29 and also gonna buy wixels the reason i br- I, I was even thinking about this by the way is because i went to target recently um at junction because i was looking for the fucking you know the the, the chocolate star candies for the holidays not candies cookies they're like yeah. graham cracker on the inside and then the chocolate stars on the outside yeah, they didn't fucking yes. have them they don't have them no. anywhere no they don't have them anywhere i don't know what the fuck's going on i this can't is find cancel them. culture i can't find them anywhere dude I'm pissed. Bro, yeah, no. Great. Think how I feel. It was like a like fucking long day of work. I'm like, I'm gonna pass by Target on the way home, get some star cookies, uh, and and Weight Watchers. They're worth two points each. Like it's amazing. So anyway, I was in the Target. I didn't find the cookies, but they had you know their holiday section, and like right by the exit, they have like a big thing of toys outside of their toy section. And one would assume that because they're by the entrance, that they're like the big holiday toys, and because they have so much of them. I was looking for someone to go, yeah, sure. Uh, I, was, I was confused as to why we stopped. Yeah, no, I was, I was looking for, for you to be like, yes, that, that, that makes sense. But anyway, um, 
the the big toy that I saw towards the entrance more than anything was uh the Jurassic World I think Legacy Collections it's called and it's this set that comes with a T-Rex and a Ford Explorer. You know the scene with like the Ford, the Ford yeah. Explorers and like the goat leg falls. And I I don't know why I, I was like that's fucking cool that like kids yeah. are that into this playset cuz it is a cool playset. Um Tom if you want to try to pull that up. And then you had the slow creeping realization that that is made for people in their 30s. Yeah, but uh, I mean what we is- we both knew what the stars were Tom, but thanks anyway. <laughs> We appreciate that. I fucking love those things. I want to so find the good. right brand. What? I, I'm I'm kind of stuck on the idea. They're chocolate stars, right? Yeah. Chocolate so, on the outside. Stoffers is the one that I would usually get. Kind of feels like it'd be good for something else. What is the name of the other? I think I'm looking up. Oh, are you? You're, are you? Are you just insinuating that it's like buttholes? A little bit. Okay. Well, why don't you fucking grow up? This is an adult podcast. Okay. I need a chocolate. Uh, We're talking about toys right now. Yeah. Right? Anyway, We're not growing up. Speaking no, it was the Transformers ever. Transformers Legacy Collection T-Rex and Ford Explorer. I mean, that's they're, awesome. I want It's that. a really cool fucking set, and it's not that expensive. I think, uh, like, Mattel's Jurassic Park stuff, they're killing it. Mattel makes some really nice stuff. I just want to uh, post this and just, like, a good? hand grenade. Is it this? No, that's the Transformer. There you go. Um, if you were really looking for a chocolate starfish, there you go. Okay. Okay. Um, that's fucking. But the, that's I want the, the Transformer the tra- too. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. They made two trans. Uh, they made two sets of Jurassic Park Transformers. One is this one, and the other one is, um, oh, yo. uh, is His the dinosaur head. I'm buying. Yeah, that. and the other one is, um. A, a, a jeep that turns into the fat guy from Seinfeld and the Dilophosaurus. I want New, that. What, Newman? Yeah, Newman's in Jurassic Park. You didn't know that? Yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, the jeep turns into bad, Newman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can... Transformers Newman figure. <laughs> Something tells me you have a better shot with the actual actor. Oh, you know what? I think I, I s- know what it is. Did I say when we were talking about this, did I say Transformers Legacy Collection? Because I meant to say Jurassic World. That might be why you got that. No, you yeah. said Jurassic World. Okay. No, you said Legacy Collection. No, but you I said, said Legacy yes. Collection was right, but Transformers Jurassic World is... Okay, here we go. Tyrannosaurus Rex Escape Pack. Oh, fuck it. I want that so bad. It's weird to see how many... It, like, if you go to a toy aisle nowadays, it's like 50% stuff. I'd be like, yeah, that's for me, and then fifty percent of stuff to be like, oh yeah, that's for a three year old. What do um, like ten to like I don't know, eight to fifteen year olds do? the toilets. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah, right. I forgot. No, they they fu- the kids still fuck with Pokemon cards hard, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, like that's what they've been doing at work. Michael been... will hate this more than anyone else, but I'm just uploading an image. It's gonna take a minute. It's it's just yeah. I I my copy and paste is not working. So uh, oh yeah, yeah no no. Welcome to Discord, everybody. Yeah, it was just called no. It's just my computer lagging. But it was uh, Tyrannosaurus Escape Pack or Tyrannosaurus Rex Escape Pack was the name of the toy I was talking about. But like, I don't know. Are you were you gonna post cool. something? In I am. It's just gonna take a minute. Uh, and it's not important. Okay. Um, Pokemon cards is cool because it does bridge the gap a lot. And also, it will be the thing that everyone in my life is getting this holiday season because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Well, you, can you? Do you have like hookups for that? Because of yeah, there yeah. it is. Thanks, son. Oh yeah. Um, I should get something nice for me this holiday. I mean, I'm just like because I'm an appreciator of random shit, mm-hmm. right? 
I, I don't generally I like, I like obviously the thousand dollar slabs and stuff, but I really fucking like the like twenty dollar random cards you can pull out of EX Deoxys. Like this beautifully I'm holding is badass. Can I ask nine times out of ten, if uh, if I see a if I see Pokemon packs at a dollar store, is it because they're worthless cards or because they're fake? They're fake. Fake. Well, it okay. depends what dollar store. Dollar general, they're probably real, but they're probably not like good. Yeah. Um, 99 cent stores in New York City, fake. 100%. Oh, fuck you, dude. Don't. Is that a bowl of cold skibbity toilet? Yes, that is propaganda skibbity toilet. Um, I wanted everyone to see that because I had to see that. Um, in this chat, we do not uh, bring each other up to the highest level. We drag each other down. Yeah. For our audio listeners, which is everyone because we don't have a video component, he posted a picture of Stalin with, uh, with a hammer and sickle on his chest. Upside down um, for some reason. Yeah, and he's forcing Hitler. Adolf Hitler down yeah. into the toilet, and Hitler's crying, and he's saying, skibbity dop dop yes, yes. Yeah. And if you're imagining it in, like, uh, like a 1930s-style cartoon, you've got it. Yeah, you got it. it it's, it's, it's a fucking Fallout, like, loading screen. Yes, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Culture is beautiful. Also, no, I found that not. I found the card you were talking about. That's is actually it that? not it. Oh, it's not? Enough. I have the stamped one, the reverse. Um, oh. Right, I can just post a picture of it if you want. Well, I was going to say, look at Beautify just, like, hitting that run. Yeah. I mean, because this is why I, I've been open about how I think you should collect stuff. But I really think that if you're going into it not knowing exactly what you're going to get, you should just be prepared to like everything. And I like everything, so I love this shit. Plus, I can collect shit like my boy here. Have I sent you a picture of my lad, Michael? That means exactly what it sounds like, everybody. I mean, okay. I think I got into it to begin with. Oh, yeah, it's the sent version. I got into it to begin with just because I want to collect the cards of my favorite Pokemon to begin with, which I think is, like, the entryway for how, like, collectors our age kind of get into the game. And then yeah. eventually just kind of descends into oh let me get this card because the illustration is nice or this or that eventually you just kind of find your footing and michael what michael are you dead what happened i think michael's phone may have connected to something else i don't even know if he can hear us right now so i guess we're just going to keep talking about this <laughs> michael's going to join in in 20 minutes and we're all going to be very confused um <laughs> Fucking, when I got into collecting, let me see if I can find my binder quickly. I know what my first... My, can you hear me? You yeah, are. we can hear... There, there you are. Hey. What happened to the past... You, you, you're cutting out and Tom and I are talking about collecting Pokemon stuff. All right, stop putting stuff in podcast chat. <laughs> Is that what's doing? Is it's that gotta it? be. <laughs> Brother. Bro, I'm gonna, you and Calvin, we're gonna tie you up and destroy your computers in front of you. Just fair warning. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's just got to update today. It's usually not this bad. Yeah, except for all the times that it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. It's... I'm gonna build you a computer and then I'm gonna sneak into your house and install it. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's just gotta happen. I actually, um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start saving for like a year. I'm gonna put like 150 every two weeks in, into another savings account. 
Yeah. What were you, what were you guys talking about? What did I miss? Uh, I was just talking about, like, if you want to like... get into collecting, you have to like everything. If, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can collect specific things. That's fine. But, like, just be prepared for some of it to cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. By the way. Um... Which, is, which is kind of, like, my angle. Because, like, I, I really like the Typhlosion, the Pokemon. And a lot of his cards are expensive. Uh, hey, guys. But then you also get yeah, the angle so, of, like. Uh, I had to sw- if I sound different, I had to switch to my phone. Fucking something. I, my computer's got to update tonight. And so it's being a bitch. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we weren't actually talking about anything because you died in the middle of a conversation and we kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> what was the last thing we talked about before? I do not remember. Okay. Was, again, well, we were talking about the Pokemon cards, up. just collecting it. And like, um, we, we, were, we were just covering air, I think. Um, the last time all three was. Were we talking about Christmas stuff? We're talking what about you... Christmas toys. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're talking about that. All right, everyone. Let us. You guys can post, comments, by the way. Know. Like, you can post shit again because now I'm on my phone. All right, sweet. Um, but I mean, otherwise, what is, the- is there anything actually coming out soon that's like worth seeing? I was gonna see the Marvels uh, yesterday, but I decided that I didn't hate myself, so I didn't. I haven't that. seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet, so I still got to see that. Um. And uh, Godzilla minus one, I really want to see. You know, yes. When's that come out? Very soon. I don't know the release date. Tom, what's the release date? Godzilla minus one. Uh, December 1st. There has you anyone, go. I don't think anyone in here has watched it, but has anyone watching Monarch on Apple uh, on Apple TV or Apple Plus? No. Is it, I, I just want to know if it's good or not. I've, I've heard it's like, I, I've heard it's better than most of the MonsterVerse uh, movies they've been putting out lately. My bad, November twenty ninth. Putting out monster versus just movie? like near the December. Well, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. I like that movie. You know. Um, I mean, it's fun. It's not good. Not everything has to be good. Fun is good enough for me. Let's. Well, get it. but you know that first twenty fourteen Godzilla was good. Yeah. Wait, we're getting an Animal Crossing movie. What happened? What? We're getting an Animal Crossing movie. What are you talking what the about? Fuck is that gonna be? That's just called real life. Like, I'm gonna look this up. If you just found for you just fell for another fucking like. <laughs> no, it's on IMDb. <laughs> All right. Animal Crossing. Am I crazy? IMDb is not a trustworthy source for that, believe it or not. Yeah, because it says it releases December first. Yeah, that's uh, not. This is not real. Okay. The director's name is Devin Sanchez. <laughs> he has directed Botmore for five episodes and Object Warriors. What the hell is either of those things? I don't know. Wait, he didn't direct that. He actually uh, was just a writer and an actor on something. Um, Animal Crossing Christmas Festival, the movie? Oh, oh crazy, fuck, there's right? a Disney movie coming out. Oh, yeah, but doesn't that look, like, awful? I, I've, it's, a, it's funny, because it's their 100th anniversary thing, and it's supposedly oh. not doing so well. Let me look it up. Um, let me go on Letterboxd, look it up. The fucking list of shit I have looked up on IMDb. It's That's called Wish. Dot com. So if I type in Wish, what comes up first? Wish dot com or nope? Yep, Wish dot com has beat out Disney. Everyone a story. This here. is two and a half stars. This is Brian on Letterbox. A story of a leader who makes false campaign promises and crushes Disney-inspired dreams. Okay, yeah, no, that's dumb. That's a dumb review. Uh. God, it's so hard to get decent reviews for anything nowadays. It's either people trying to be funny or people trying to just, like, for some reason get really mad over things. 
Right, this was funny. It's one star and just as wish they hadn't. Well. Please, like, Steam reviews are impossible to, to parse because of that. And it's like, yeah, we get it. It just doesn't look know. good. No, it doesn't. It actually, like, weirdly, just looking at it in motion, it doesn't look... It looks yeah. bad. Like the yeah, it looks they gave it outlines. Like like they'd be like, oh look, it's kind of 2D. Something about the way the mouths move I don't like. The only one that looks good is the star guy. Yeah. Wish review. It, Disney it... Play frustrating self-referential IP grab. Wait. Wait, I don't know how to respond to that. What? Self-referential IP grab. Well, I think they reference a bunch of other Disney movies in it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. That kind of sounds like fun. <laughs> I kind of like that. Wish is one of the most... This is uh, Mashable.com by Belen Edwards. Wish is one of the most confounding attempts to capitalize on a piece of intellectual property I've ever seen. And yes, I have seen and enjoyed Lightyear, the origin story for a fictional toy from another movie. The intellectual property in Wish's case is not a beloved character or world. Instead, it's a piece of background scenery, the Wishing Star. That's the star Disney characters from Pinocchio's Geppetto to the Princess and the Frog's Tiana have wished upon for years. It's prompted songs like When You Wish Upon a Star and appeared in... Oh, okay. Oh, so they're Star Warsing it. Okay, that makes no, sense. They're, no, they're saying that like the star in this movie is the Wishing Star from every other Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's my point. Like They're explaining something that didn't need to be explained. Yeah. In high detail, I, I, i.e., the Star Wars. Wish feels like two types of Disney films slammed into one. On one hand, we have the somewhat familiar princess story, a tale of a brave, kind young woman who challenges norms in her kingdom. On the other, we have a self congratulatory parade of references that make you never want to hear the word wish or star again. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Fair, fair. God. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I can't pretend I had high hopes for this one. I can't pretend I knew it existed before last week, but I've seen a couple of ads for it now. Um, yeah. I also, you know Jenny, uh, is it Jenny Nichols or Nicole Jennings or what the fuck's her name? I have no idea. Is it a Disney YouTuber? Nope. Nah, you will, she did a lot, she used to do a lot of Star Wars. in the ground before I watch anything. Jenny Anyone Nicholson. who considers them as a Disney YouTuber. Jenny Nicholson, you don't know her? I think any adult obsessed with Disney is kind of cringy. I'm not going to lie. But no, anyway, per conspiracy theory, she said on Twitter, does anyone feel like the star from Wish was designed as a hopeful candidate for new brand mascot with the full awareness that Mickey Mouse is about to enter public domain? No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's dumb enough. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that, that someone in a boardroom at some point may have said that. Like, you know, like I can see that. But mm -hmm. no, I, I don't think a maybe I don't think so. I don't think they're ever gonna give up the mouse. Cause like it's not Disney's Mickey Mouse entering public domain, right? Uh it's Steamboat like Willie. Yeah, well, okay. No. Oh no. We're never gonna get a what was that fucking game with Steamboat Willie? <laughs> Mad Epic, Mickey. Epic Mickey. Yeah, that one. We're never gonna get another one of those. Uh that game damn. rocked, by the way. But one, I also, one, by two. the way. I feel like we're realizing that characters becoming public domain does not make people... Why did I just get a notification from Craig? I don't know. Any, 
Anyway, um, uh, what was I saying? Um, Characters in the public domain aren't. Yeah, it's not. It's not actually that threatening as we think because, like, Winnie the Pooh, all they fucking did was blood and honey. Yeah. Like it, it, it. No one. No one cares. Like you'd probably make more money if you actually tried to compete with Disney with like a Winnie the Pooh adaptation, but instead yeah. you did that. Like, no one's tried to use the character for what it's probably best for, yeah. because... Well, I mean, you're, you're, you'd make more money, but you're not going to be successful. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't understand it. Um, Public domain isn't some, like, magic wand. It's just saying you can try that character, too. I was also reading about, like, they will lose copyright, but because they never lose trademark, then it's, you still technically can't use it. You can make new stuff, but it's not like I can go out and be and put like Disney movie, like uh, an old Mickey Mouse movie, on at a bar without getting sued. You know, mm-hmm. you don't own shit. <laughs> I also, I imagine it's probably going to end up pretty much exactly like uh, Winnie the Pooh, where it's like, if I see that motherfucker wearing a red shirt, I'm going to put your entire family in the ground. Like, <laughs> they're just gonna was he not wearing him. a red shirt in Blood and Honey? I. Thought that was the separation. I thought it was just the killing. <laughs> no, he's no, wearing a red shirt. Was... Let me see. Oh, but mm. it's not the same red shirt. Yeah, he's wearing overalls and shit. He's wearing pants. Yeah, which immediately <laughs> is a different adaptation. Yeah, if you really wanted to go hardcore, you should have just had his dick out. <laughs> just full on. Use a real bear at that point. Yeah. Also, what is the point of this being Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. I think the story is that he's pissed that Christopher Robin left or something. But that's a dude. Are they trying to tell me that's actually a bear? Yeah. That's stupid. After Christopher Robin abandons him for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. Source of food? Yeah. Are they feeding them? Christopher Robin? Are they eating people? I guess so. We are like creatively bankrupt as a society, aren't we? Yeah, this this really seems like the dumbest fucking movie ever, and I don't this, mean that as in like it's so dumb. It's fun. Far. This no, like, this is a bridge too far. I thought I thought the, it was. Oh, I thought it was the like, second one. I thought it was a guy in a suit. Yeah, I I thought it was just a masked killer who was like, I like uh, Winnie the Pooh and axe murdering, and I'm gonna combine those. Let's see. Like, let, no, me look at, let me look at the Wikipedia page. There's a Wikipedia page for this. Of course there is, I guess. Years ago, a young Christopher Robin met and befriended a group of anthropomorphic creatures. Owl, Rabbit, Eeyore, Piglet, and Winnie the Pooh. No one fucking ever mentions Gopher. In the Hundred Acre Wood. However, That's, Christopher is, left wait. after he entered college. What? Is that your hill? <laughs> gopher? No, it's, it's just funny that Gopher never gets mentioned. <laughs> Uh, however, Christopher left when he entered college. Without him around to feed them, and with the arrival of winter, the creatures went into starvation. In order to survive, they settled on killing and eating Eeyore? Which developed in them a hatred for humanity. What because the fuck? Ate... But why, why is, How is Christopher Robin single-handedly feeding all these animals? Was he like killing? Like, was he bringing them honey? 
No, he must have been bringing up people. Like, I, I mean, but I feel like you would say that then. It, yeah. it, this is uh, whoever came up with this idea. Please stop. Piglet oh. kills his wife like immediately. Apparently, good for him. Wait, Christopher they Robin burned his or... wife's corpse. Oh, who was this made for? No one. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like when you're coming up with an idea for a film, I, and I've never worked in a movie, so I'm assuming a lot here, right? But you have to sit down and be like, all right, what are we making? This. Who are we making it for? Them. Okay. When you sat down, was this just made for 70-year-old psychopaths? Is that your target audience? Because, one, who gives a fuck about Winnie the Pooh anymore? I think, I think they think that it will sell alone on... The edginess of being like fuck Disney. No, it's it's just one of those other like horror movies that tries from the whole like oh it, it's a cutesy like IP or whatever on the surface, but the reality is it's actually really horrifying, which was a really popular horror thing theme for us in 2010s. It's the black noir scene from The Boys where he's like animated and shit, except it's a feature length film. And it's not tongue-in-cheek at all, it appears. Do you guys remember Escape from Tomorrow? No. No. Oh, it wait, was wasn't movie... that the horror movie filmed in Disney World? Yeah, and the, the uh. whole thing was like, you have to come see this now before Disney, like, um, it takes it down, and they just never gave a fuck. Yeah, because if your entire marketing strategy is, you know, basically, remember the interview when, like, they got quote-unquote hacked by North Korea? Mm-hmm. But if it's still bad, one or yeah. two guys is going to go see it and come out and be like, yeah, no, I've done that. That was awful. And that, by the way, the interview is the worst movie I have watched to completion. You watched the whole thing? I did. It wasn't funny? No. There is no jokes in that movie that are funny. Oh. It actually made me question James Franco's uh, comedic ability entirely. Is James Franco considered really funny? No. Not anymore, but at a certain point he was. I don't, I can't, like, I, I can see Seth Rogen funny, but not James Franco. I can't picture it in my head for some reason. Um, what? Like, I was say we can switch this to, like, an, a, a talk of why we dislike actors, but we don't have a lot of time, so it's probably yeah. the best to hold that one. Escape from Tomorrow is a 2013 American independent horror film written and directed by Randy Moore. Why does that name sound familiar? Randy Moore? Are you thinking of Michael Moore? No, hold on. Randy Moore... Movies. Oh, um, he's a movie director. He's dead. Oh no, he's not. It just come for some reason when I googled it, it came up with an obituary. That is his only movie, though. Creatively, he's dead. Apparently, Randy Moore. Who is this? He just made one movie. Is it the same guy from the RoboCop thing I just sent you? That's why it was familiar, because that guy's name is Randy Moore. I hope not. I don't know what that is. I sent Tom this, this documentary clip uh, from the making of RoboCop, um, where this guy, whose name I think was Randy Moore, had like eight Oreos, like a stack of Oreos. And he's handing the, the actor who plays RoboCop his gun. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, he says something like, here you go, it's, um, 
the safety's off, and then Robocop goes, no, Robo want uh, Oreo. And he goes, it's just us. It, what's the name of the actor? I have I'm no try- idea who played Robocop. Tom, look up, take a, look up the Robocop Robo. actor. I love when... I Peter Weller? With Peter, right? Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "If Peter wants an Oreo, then he can ask me, and Peter can have an Oreo." And he starts going, "Robo want Oreo," <laughs> and then um, <laughs> they they hear him like downstairs because they're still filming in the warehouse scene, and they like on the walkie, they're like, "Hey, uh, Randy, do you have Oreos over?" And then Randy puts all eight Oreos in his mouth at once, <laughs> and, and he's goes, like, "Now I don't." Fuck? And then it cuts. The documentary cuts to. Peter, whatever, the guy that plays Robocop, he's like, I don't remember the fucking Oreo thing. He's really mad. <laughs> God. It's it's a, it's a bizarre fucking clip, but it's so funny. Is the bad guy in Escape from Tomorrow uh, th- just the Epcot ball? Yeah, that make, that that sounds right. I think I just did see a picture of that. Yeah, Um. okay. Sorry, I I wanted. I love when I'm scrolling through IMDb, like their photo galleries, and it's like one half clips from the movies and like promotional material, and then it's just very clearly very small conventions or something where they're talking with people, and none of them want to be there. Yeah. But I mean, make better movies. That's all I got. I don't have actual advice for this. Just stop. Well, he did, right? There's nothing else. Yeah, fair enough. He he did take my advice before I gave it, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Nah. Are we good to end here? I think so. All right. Well, then, wait, it says we started 38 seconds ago. Oh, it's just bugged on your end. Okay. Well, guys, uh, this is a really good first half of an episode. But um, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm joined by my co host, Kevin Anderson, and my assistant, Thomas Taffa. You can follow the show on Instagram at It's Kid Michael and on Twitter at It's Kid Michael. The theme song for this show is written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal. This episode was edited by executive producer Kevin Anderson. Thanks, everybody.